Welcome to the Unit Reports with your hosts, Lucas and Troy. I'm Lucas. Troy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, and I'm technically the host, by the way. You're my co-host. I don't think my that's name how this is, works. I think my name is first. Okay, but I do all the work for this thing, so... No, you get sick and then leave me hanging for an entire week until we try to find your replacement. Okay, but he's done all the uh, clerical work for this thing, so it's not the point fingers, but... <sighs> yeah, all right, whatever. I see how it is. Some of us have been on antibiotics this week, so it hasn't been fun. Yeah, somebody didn't get their flu shot. I did get my flu shot. It's not the flu. It's a it's an ear infection and a sinus infection, but oh, well, besides the point. Um, how was your week? Pretty good. No complaints. No complaints? Good. Well, we have a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Yeah. The biggest story will probably be of the season, but it happened last night, was... Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes played the Toronto Maple Leafs, and James Reimer, Peter Mrazek, both got hurt during the game. When you have two goalies that go down, you need to get a third, and they went with the emergency goaltender of the night in Toronto, David Ayers, who is the Toronto Marlies, the AHL affiliate of the Maple Leafs. Um, he practices with them in goal, and he's the Zamboni driver. The man so, is 42 years old, so that's 40, worth mentioning. 42-year-old, yeah, definitely. And he let in two goals and played 30 minutes, so it's not too half, terrible, but it's he, on 10 shots. He played half the game, and Toronto, with one of the most high-powered offenses in the league, was only able to get two in on the guy. That's that's insane. Yeah, but I think I think Carolina like went on steroids there at the end. They they were playing for him. They yeah. they're, they're a good defensive team as it is, but they were holding down the fort, man. He, he had a couple of good saves. I'll give him that at least. But I think I think more. I mean, what's not being made of it enough is how embarrassing it is for Toronto. Everyone's all happy for this guy in Carolina. They did great, but I I follow Toronto closely. They're one of my favorite teams, and this was abysmal. This was embarrassing. How little they were able to produce on a guy who is not a professional goaltender. <laughs> it's a Zamboni driver. I mean, it worked. They won, so who cares? But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's pretty bad. You only put two on the guy, but, you know, credit for Carolina, I guess, for sticking in, sticking it all the way out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just got a notification on my phone I just saw because, not related, but it's NHL-related, Zach Bogosian's reached an agreement with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So okay. some of the dominoes are starting to fall for tomorrow already. Tomorrow's the trade deadline. Zach Bogosian was supposed to be sent down from uh, the Buffalo Sabres to their AHL affiliate Ro- uh, Rochester Americans, and he didn't go. So they terminated his contract, and now he's a Tampa Bay Lightning. Do you have anything, any quick thing to say about that? <laughs> um, not really. I don't know. Tampa Bay's a weird team whenever it comes to this kind of stuff, though. They seem to always be able to take, like – reclamation projects and just turn them into gold so pretty much it seems like they end up getting like the bottom of the barrel then somehow i don't know it's kind of like it's kind of like Ilya kovalchuk he comes back is absolute garbage <laughs> and then you know i don't know ends you up have, in montreal is somewhat half decent but i don't know you have some personal problem with uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. We'll get into more of that later, but man, you you do not like that guy. I, I think you just hate Russians. I think that's the thing. That's that's it. 
Oh, we like Russians. I mean, did you see Malkin's goal today? That was beautiful. I agree. That was beautiful. Put it right through his legs. Even though, we, nice. even though we couldn't get the W. Um, it's okay. Can't get a W in like three games, but you know, whatever. Yeah, and against Buffalo, too. Yikes. That's not yeah. one. Did you, you see the Twitter good. comments? Oh, yeah. People oh, did you see? I, I think I liked what uh, Paul Zeiss put up. He was like, um, it's like we win three straight games or something, and then we're going 16-0 and in the playoffs. And then we lose three games. It's time to rebuild. Yeah, I've never seen anything more true in my entire life. Yeah, this team is. Uh, I don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out. I guess you'd rather go on the downfall now than you would be probably like three weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just. Uh, what's next? What do we have next? Well, definitely trades. Trade deadlines tomorrow, like trades we said. Trades are going to be huge. Definitely uh, we got next to- podcast we could probably make most of this thing trades. It's to be on. To be honest with you, I think most of the big stuff has happened. Um, definitely, uh, Alec Martinez was traded. It's just this past one. Uh, like a couple days, he was going to Vegas from Los Angeles, which is interesting because I thought they were rivals, but it didn't seem I mean, to matter. I guess, but would, do you even call the Kings an NHL I mean, team? They're just selling off everything. But Do you blame them? No, but they got a good they got a good bid for him. They got two second round picks from the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, he's gonna he's definitely gonna be able to help out their blue line. Who they've had a lot of like middling defenders, I I think, but I think Martinez is probably the most experienced out of everyone that they have on that back end. He's uh he won he got the uh, Stanley Cup winning goal. Dude knows how to perform in the playoffs. I think he can help them, especially in a division that's so so wide open. He uh, definitely can help them push them over the edge, at least on the back end. Yeah, I mean, true. I think I think the biggest trade we've seen so far is probably the, the Foley deal. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think they got as uh, good of a return in that deal, but um, he's uh, he's already been helping. They had was it their nine three game yesterday against Boston. He had I think like two goals and three points total. So. Tyler Toffoli on the Vancouver Canucks now for a second-round pick. Tyler Madden, a prospect, and Tim Schaller. So, uh, yeah, he's already proven his worth. And uh, I think it's a good deal for uh, Vancouver because if you look at the standings, they're uh, one back on Vegas, and then Edmonton and the Yotes are right back there with them. It's pretty yeah. tight in the Pacific right now. Yeah, and they definitely need the scoring. They have um, – that first, not even the first line, just like their top three forwards, uh, Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and JT Miller's there too. JT Miller's having a great season, but they definitely need some more depth uh, scoring. Tyler Toffoli provides that. Um, yeah, and I was right. He had uh, three points yesterday in that blowout against Boston, so already proven his worth. I think it's a good trade. It helps push them over the edge and uh, really set them apart. I think. I think. Uh, I think all those specific teams that are in it are going to go for it, and we could see some big deals. We're going to talk about our trade, uh, our deadline predictions for tomorrow. We're going to talk about them in a few here, but um, yeah. I think all of those teams are going to like. They all think that they're in it, and they're all going to try because it's close. It's close this year. I think it's closer this year than it's been in the past couple. Definitely. Especially definitely. in some of these divisions, it's pretty close. Yeah, I, I saw. I think it was um, the the. I think all of those bottom teams in the wild card for in the East: Carolina, New York, Columbus. They uh, well, Carolina and Columbus have seventy four points. 
first place in Pacific is a Vegas Golden Knights, and they have 74 points. So a team is going to – there's a good chance a team misses the playoffs in the East that would have won the Pacific Division. That's how that's how Pretty close much, it is. and I, I feel like the Pacific's going to be – it's going to be the one team that hits the hot streaks is what's going to put them at the top. And they're all trying to find that player that can help them get there. That's on, That's it. Yep, that's how this works. You get and your rentals and see how it goes. Absolutely. Another, the, another big deal was um, made here in the Metro Division – the Capitals acquiring Brendan Dillon from San Jose Sharks for a second and a third. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I feel like for the Sharks, this isn't too bad because they get a couple picks out of it. And it, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year. But I don't know. I think it was a decently fair trade. What are your thoughts? I um, He brings – I think they have a lot of like – tough guys on that team they have tom wilson uh garnet hathaway um radko gudis they have a lot of tough guys i'm not sure what they're doing here i think he is a, a kind of defensive stalwart he is good at like breaking up those passes and uh and blocking shots but i guess that's what they're going for they have a really tough team there in washington and a seven game series with them for any team but i'm really yeah, it's, my brutal. It's, it, it's it's definitely brutal. if you're one of those like time. If you're one of those smaller, faster teams, they're they're brutal. If Toronto has to play them, if Pittsburgh has to play them, which is probably likely, um, even like a, like Carolina, I think Tampa could probably out like out talent them. But if any of those teams I just listed have to play them in a seven game series, it is going to be brutal. You're going to go out of that series broken, and I it's going like to make a- the rest of the playoffs so much harder. I feel like if they play Boston, that'd be pretty entertaining. That would be that, that would be a good series. The tight, it would like the power of the Titans right there. The two uh, big burly push them around teams that pretty much that'd be '80s hockey right there, man. Jeez Louise, that'd probably be an Eastern Conference final if that if that does happen. Because I I say both of those teams win their division. I think Boston uh, keeps that top. Probably, of the I think Boston's got it at this point. And Pittsburgh I don't I don't know about Washington. It's, Pittsburgh it's has a close. chance. But it's going to flip-flop. I, I just don't have faith in the Penguins right now enough to do that. I think we're going to make the playoffs. but You sound, I, like, you sound like literally everybody right now. They'll be fine. Get until next week. I don't know. Losing the Buffalo the way they did. This game today, they played better against Washington. They, they looked like they were trying more, and it looked like more things were connecting. But their defense, without Marino especially, but also Dumoulin, it's looking tough. Schultz is looking pretty useless, at least defensively. And um, Johnson's been abysmal forever. That's not news. So, and they're tearing down the good guys we have. Latang and Patterson have been paired with these two. And they have to cover for Johnson and Schultz's problems. So Pretty much, yeah, I don't know. It's really I mean, I don't, know how much, I don't know how much more you could get out of Latang, though. How many minutes is he up to? He's, I, it's he's, up there. It's got to be like 26, 27 minutes a game. For years, he's been top five. Like, so, I mean, he's out there for half the game anyway. So, yeah, and you're and you're pairing him with terrible defenders, so he's doing it all on his own. So, yeah, but that's just an, a quick aside. Uh, another trade that didn't, I don't think, got a lot of attention, but it should, was the Canadians traded Marco Scandella, defenseman. For uh, I mean, to St. Louis for a second round pick, and just a month ago, 
they acquired him from Buffalo for a fourth. Just to show you how bad things in Buffalo are going, they got a fourth round pick for a guy that just garnered a second round pick. How bad are they being run in Buffalo right now? I, I oh man, I don't know if this is a rough team. It, they didn't have they had a somewhat decent start, but they did I, last year too. I don't know. <laughs> they seem yeah. to start in playoff like. Like they they seem to start like playoffs. normal teams, but then they kind of get weeded out somewhere around Christmas. But this is supposed to be the time, like, look at Edmonton, how uh, they're pushing for the playoffs with McDavid. They got Eichel the same year the Oilers got McDavid. This is supposed to be the couple years that they're going for it. But these yeah, guys are young enough and they're in their this prime. This isn't it. If you're going for it, this isn't it. But and they're, I don't and they're know. General- I mean, they have, six, they have 66 points so i don't know no, they need out. a miracle to make this happen but they i know to me they need a miracle to make this happen but yeah at i this, don't know at this point you're i think i think i saw on their cap friendly page most of their guys are free their forwards at least are free agents after the season aside from eichel skinner i think Ocposo. there's one more i miss in there but a lot of their guys they're just gonna have to let walk because this team is embarrassing. They should be at least in the wild card conversation. I understand the Atlantic is tough. At the top there, you have Boston, who's running away like with a, basically with the President's Trophy. You have Tampa Bay, who's like right up there too. Then you also have Toronto and Florida, who are middling teams, but are very talented. So you have to compete with that. I get that. But you have Jack Eichel, who is arguably a should be a Hart nominee this season for how like well he's doing. It, it, considering what like terrible of a team he's on i don't know man there i don't know how to fix this team there is something broken in buffalo i don't know i mean i guess in years if you look at years past it's like it it's better but i don't know i i don't i don't know they what, went through a couple coaches there so dan bilesma <laughs> former penguin great dan bilesma yeah he was fired they have um ralph kruger there now but uh, geez, I I don't know. I do not know what to do for Buffalo. I feel so bad for their fans because they've been dealing with BS for years. They haven't been to the playoffs it in like just a decade. Stop. It really doesn't. It never ends. It's like they are the pirates of uh of the of hockey world. Pretty much. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about that. But um, kind of going off the Canadians getting a second round pick for Scandella, Canadian defenseman Shea Weber. Uh, an injury update about him. He, uh, we talked about last episode, they thought his career was in jeopardy. They thought his season was in jeopardy. Then it gets reduced to four to six weeks. And then this past week he plays. Uh, I don't know. What a weird turn of events. Yeah. I, I, you wonder if it's a push through for Montreal to try to get some hope in the Atlantic, but I don't know. I, but I uh, they, they seem like they're in the selling mode because they're talking about trading. It, I Kovalchuk. know it seems like it, but I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. The if you look at the um, the Atlantic's just kind of weird right now because you have Boston and Tampa Bay, and then you have a decent mix for three and four. So I don't know. I think three and four are pretty much. 
Toronto, Florida. You just have to figure out who is who. who That's is what I mean. Well, I don't know. But I don't know. It's, I, I it's would not... put Florida. I would, I would give Florida, Buffalo, and Montreal. I think Buffalo will lead its way out. I don't know. I don't know what Montreal's schedule looks like, but it's it's just a weird dynamic of how that story broke. How it went from his career being in jeopardy. Yeah, it, it went from yeah, it went from he's done for the year, and then it kept getting reduced, and then he's off for warmups. So yeah, it's pretty Who insane. Knows? But um, I don't know if it's problem with reporting because the the official uh, team. Their team Twitter, their uh, PR, said that he was out four to six weeks, and then he plays. So you have to wonder if there's a misdiagnosis or if he's trying to be a, a tough hockey guy and is putting his body on the line, which is stupid because he's they're not in the playoffs. Like, they're not even in the playoff picture, and they're not currently playing in the playoffs. He's either really putting himself in danger or there was some medical problem that, like, something was wrong in the diagnosis. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Beats me. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. They're always kind of weird with these injuries. It's either, you know, upper body, lower body. They don't really say what unless it's – unless you basically see it, see the hit or whatever on TV. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's a cover-up for something. We'll never know. But that's yeah, just – that's how the league works. Um, next story, not a big story, but Shane Gossespair I saw was loaned to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms of the AHL, the Flyers affiliate. Uh, he was believed to be their next great defenseman. He had an amazing rookie season a few years back and he's progressively gotten worse. His analytics are pretty bad defensively and he's supposed to be more of an offensive defenseman. However, this year, I don't think he's broken 20 points yet. Yeah, I was gonna say this year he's kind of he's really set back. So what do you, what do you think's going on there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the Flyers are another one of those weird teams where it's like they're, I mean they're in the playoffs as of now, but yes. I don't know. I feel like a little bit of a skid for them and. Because it hasn't really been that easy of a season for him. No, yeah, not at all. So, they, he has 12 points in 41 games, so... Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, bad. He's had injuries, and that may have been part of the conditioning thing, because I saw, I'm saw i seeing here he has a knee problem. But for an offensive defenseman, a guy who's not good defensively like in the slightest, he has terrible numbers. He's supposed to be producing points. He has 12 points. And 41 games in half of the season. So he's on pace for 24 as an offensive defenseman who's making a good bit of money. I don't know his exact uh, contract, but he's making the kind of money where he is at very least an NHL defenseman and yeah, should be he a should top be four defenseman. For what he, gets paid, but... he should be a top four defenseman. But let me see here. He's at. He's at four point five million for the next four years. Jeez. So that's the equivalent of uh, I think that was just uh, pretty similar to Marcus Pedersen's new contract. So imagine him just falling off of a cliff. Not good. Yeah. Not good for Philly. Uh, but they still look like they're on the path to a playoff spot at least for the time being. True. So do you want to go into this next one? Yeah. 
We want to do deadline predictions. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to talk about uh, and then well, real quick in an interview, uh, Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford did say that he was still looking to make moves, and we're a little over. Uh, we're about like twenty, a little less than twenty hours away from deadline time. So something's going to have to give here. Yeah, um, JR is historically a last-minute guy, though. I, I think – I mean, he's done moves on deadline day, but the Z- the Zucker deal was pretty quick. Yeah, I, he, I, I, don't, I don't know how much more I get out of him, though, because I feel like there's a lot of – I don't know. If you're looking at rental players, there's not a lot of, like, really cheap guys. And the, the only thing they really need now is a defenseman. So you have, yeah. like, Tyson Berry, but I think he makes – Three and a half. That I don't think I don't think they should go after Barry as of a guy or who's been watching three rather. A guy who's been watching uh, a lot of Toronto this season. I don't think they should go after Barry at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't know. If they they really need a defenseman. I think offense they'll be fine. Even I mean our goaltending situation is pretty good, but I, I feel like it's always been defense with this team. Yeah, it's, and if I think if there is a move, it's going to be a small one. It's names that have been thrown out there are, um, for forwards at least have been. Vinny Trocek uh, from Florida, Jeff Carter out of L.A. because they're doing their fire sale, and uh, J.P. Pajot from Ottawa. You haven't heard a lot of names for defensemen, especially this know. deadline. Around. I just feel like they're pretty good offensively. I say I, gonna be- I think we're pretty decently set. I think the defense is where you, you need to fill in some gaps because yeah, it doesn't matter if you have it doesn't matter if you have the best like offense in the league if you've no one to back them up. It, it's useless. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be some minor, uh, probably a minor, like a Mark Streit, Ron Hainsey kind of deal that they did back whenever they were You need a defensive up. defenseman. You almost need a Ron Hainsey or something. I wouldn't mind that. I think his, You don't need one- any more. You don't need another Latang. Yeah, no. That's yeah, the I, last thing this team, I mean, sure, that, you'll take him, but the, it's like. That's what Tyson Berry is, though. So th- that's yeah, not way, that's not where you want to go. I mean, but if you want a name, I guess that's what you get, but. I don't know. They, they, I think they just need an older veteran guy to throw in there and work its magic. Ron Hainsey can fit on the team right now. He, uh, he's one year left, so that he's he's in you know pending UFA. He's on Ottawa, who is a team that's gonna sell. Um, I wouldn't mind. I didn't even think about that until right like route like just now, but it's not a bad idea to bring him back, get him on the run on the playoff run again. Yeah, we'll see. Last time. I don't know. Uh, you can you can speculate all you want, but in all fairness, it doesn't really matter up until because they're either like right on it, or it seems like the media have been very far off. Well, even though we're, we're, we might be wrong, we're going to do our deadline predictions anyways. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll watch. We'll we'll do the next one, and not one of us are right about anything, but we'll see. Well, we we have a list of six players here. Six of the top names that have been rumored are going to move by tomorrow. And um, we're going to just talk about it and rationalize the uh, the picks where we made of where we think where they're going to go. All um, right. Chris we'll Kreider. Start, you, you can start with your uh, – you picked Colorado. Why do you I think – I picked you, Colorado for Chris Kreider. What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. They're they're one of those teams. They're they're up there competing for first in the Central. It's, it's a pretty tight-knit, like, group if you have in the Central. St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas all within – two points of each other. I feel like getting a guy like him up in Colorado is going to help them secure at least that one or two spot. 
Yeah. It's, it's pretty tight if you look at it. Yeah, I think Dallas, um, I don't know if they're still there, but like earlier, uh, well, I guess at the end of last week, they were at, they beat, they jumped leapfrogged uh, St. Louis. Yeah. First. So. I feel, I, from what it looks like, is it looks like the West has basically turned out to just secure your position and you can almost pick who you want to play because it's this close. Yeah. Because the, the only, I mean, that's what I mean. They're within, it's St. Louis with 80 points, Dallas with 78 points, Colorado 79 points. It's it's one game difference between all of them. So, you know, you, you get on a little bit of a skid, you're in third, you get on a hot streak, you're in first. So I, I feel like even just, just like the small addition for Colorado is going to help them in the long run. Okay. Well, um, I kind of went with that same route, but with the Pacific instead of the uh, instead of the Central. I said uh, I think he'd fit in great in Edmonton, and it seems like they're going for it. It seems like they're willing to pay to kind of get some guys, and they're in they're in a spot, so they have an opportunity. And like we th- we've been talking about the past couple episodes, that the, the Pacific is so tight that it could take a guy like Chris Kreider to catapult you into first. And then you get a uh, easier opponent. I'm thinking that they want they haven't had gotten a legitimate great winger for uh, for Connor yet, or even Leon. They've they've flirted with putting Leon on the wing, Connor in center, or um, throwing like uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the wing. But if you can separate those guys and just give Connor a winger, like and let them all control their own lines, all those centers. I mean, look out. That's one of the deepest teams there, all, like all of a sudden out of nowhere. I think, and I think they will legitimately have a fine chance to just like cakewalk to the Western uh, Conference Finals if they True. can uh, I, I get some more scoring. Cakewalk by any means, but yeah, I could see it. I don't yeah, know. I, I think he's one of those players that could really fit in with a lot of those guys. With it being so close, you really only need that one addition or a couple subtractions to really affect your overall team, but. We shall see. That's for Kreider. Um, the next one, we picked the same team for Robin Lennon. Yeah, and, and I'm, I've, I'm I've, guessing it's because of what transpired last night. <laughs> Pretty much. They have nothing left. They have nothing left in the tank. Um, I don't Carolina. know. I, Carolina. I, saw they tried, I saw they tried to acquire for him, and I guess Chicago wanted more. But some, something's going to give at some point. From what I've been hearing is that yeah, like they tried to acquire him, uh, like I guess like a like a week or two ago, and yeah, like you said that they didn't they Chicago wanted more, but Chicago's now in a place where they'll they'll have, they'll have Crawford and Leonard, and they're not going to the playoffs, so why not give up one of them, give up the better one, Robin Leonard, acquire something. Carolina has two first round picks, so they have their own and they have Toronto's. I say hold on to Toronto's because at this point. I think Carolina has a uh, better chance of making the playoffs than Toronto, even as a wild card team. And uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of need to go. They called up both of their AHL goalies uh, today after Mrazek and Reimer got hurt against Toronto. And they they just need something. They're they're gonna. I don't know. I I feel like they're yeah they're at the point of where playoffs are in the picture. So I feel like they're gonna end up getting screwed over in some deal. But you almost have to go for it. And they're going to give up way more than what they should, but you kind of have to at this point. 
yeah, they're in the most desperate situation of all, of all, especially if Mrazek and Reimer's injuries are long-term. You can't yeah. go into the playoffs with two AHL goalies. They had Anton Forsberg and their um, prospect goalie. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name's Alex, Alex N. And um, he's been a prospect goalie for a while now, but they're still both AHL goalies. You cannot win a playoff series with an AHL goalie, or at least not without like a ton of luck. So... Robin Leonard was amazing last year with New York. Uh, he's having a pretty, pretty okay, pretty good season in Chicago, given how how just terrible Chicago is. So I think we both I, we both agree there that that's the move. Yeah, uh, this should be the move, but it also depends on how much Chicago wants to give up or uh, Carolina wants to give up rather, because everyone knows they're desperate. It's it's blatantly obvious, but. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to see some other team offer them, offer them something for a little bit less in return, but I don't know. I honestly I feel don't like know. Carolina's the obvious one. Yeah, I was. I don't know who else um, is really fit to. Uh, I don't really know. Who Even else if they can just go get some like some no name backup to go fill in the spot for now, I think they'll be fine. Okay, so we're we're gonna go on to J- JP Pajot, but. Our one after Pajot was Ilya Kovalchuk, who just now has been traded to the Washington Capitals. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I put, right. down, I put down the New York Islanders. You put down I said, Arizona. I say to hell with him. I, I don't care. But This guy's a joke. <laughs> I don't agree. I think I think you have something per, like per, some personal problem with Ilya Kovalchuk. But I, a, I, after he left L.A., he... Did produce very well for Montreal. So now I don't he's know. going to Washington. I, I feel like this dude. I feel like this guy's just a meme, and he's just in it for the money. Because he leaves the NHL, goes over to where Russia or something. He went to Russia. He went home. He goes over to Russia, hangs out there, goes to LA. The team sucks. Gets traded. You know, he, he's still making bank. I think he's making what four. Uh, no, he got ter- his last contract. That big one was terminated. He's yeah, making. What's he making now? Seven hundred grand. Seven hundred grand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, the end of the year. I don't know. I, I still say to hell with them. <laughs> I say to hell with them. Just retire, call it a day. But yeah, to hell with them. Well, now he's gonna chase a cup with Washington. And honestly, I never, I didn't even think about that because I thought they had enough scoring. But that's a really good move, man. Pair him up with with uh, Ovi. I mean, they're pretty similar players, aside from Ovi being amazing and and. Uh, Kovalchuk being, you know, past his prime. but And they got him for a third-round pick. That's all they had to pay was a 2023rd to get Ilya Kovalchuk. And Whatever. A, it is what it is. From Montreal's standpoint, that's – I think that's a good – that's a good deal because they got him for – they got him as a free agent for 700 grand. They were able to uh, – they got a free third-round pick right there. You know? Yeah, I could see it. I think that's a great deal. I'm really, uh, really happy about it. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously, as a Penguin fan, I'm not happy, but I don't know. I, I don't really care. It's just, it's whatever at this point. All right, next one, the one that we just skipped past real quick was J.P. Pajot. You say stay. I say stay. I think Ottawa's got to start the rebuild at some point, and I think he's going to be one of the core guys you keep. I mean, yeah, there's a point there. But as a hopeful Penguin fan, I said Pittsburgh. 
Uh, last time we traded for a center from Ottawa, it didn't work out very well with Derek Broussard. However, this guy is great defensively. He's having a breakout offensive season. Last year, he was yeah. very not good. He's doing amazing this season. It, they're going to want a lot for him, especially in the market, like of how players have been traded. They've been uh, – the price is high. Even for uh, Alec Martinez, it took two seconds. So, JP, they're going to want a lot. I don't think it happens, but me being a hopeless I, I th- optimist. I'm thinking he stays. I just feel like he's the younger edge you could boat off of. He's from Ottawa, if that helps at all, but I, I don't know. I, I see him just because the, he's 27, so I I see him sticking it around for a couple of years. They probably wouldn't mind that, but, I mean, if I was in their situation, I would trade because they're not winning this year. Uh, not at any chance. But um, and Pittsburgh could use him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think he stays, but we'll find out. All right, Joe Thornton. Yeah, Joe Thornton um, said he wanted to play. He said it was tempting to play for a contender. So he's not hell bent on staying in San Jose anymore, which has been his thing for the past decade for some reason. Uh, I say St. Louis because that I was think, one of the teams he mentioned. I. Yeah, I don't know. I could see Boston. I just feel like he'd fit in with the older older group of guys. He definitely has that playing style. Yeah, before we started recording, we were talking about how um, Pittsburgh's been mentioned in that conversation, and I hope not. He does I not don't fit see in it. with he does not. He, he's one all. of the old – he's the old school hockey guy. He plays the old school hockey. I think he'll fit great in Boston because they're an older team. I I think they're a cup contender, number one in the Atlantic. I think if he goes somewhere, that's where he's possibly going to end up. And he played there before. He started. He was exactly. drafted in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, very possible. Start but and finish there, I guess. I'm still not sold on the fact he's going to leave because he's seems like he's a San Jose lifer ever since he's gone there. So. But we'll see. I said St. Louis just because they could use some depth, uh, some depth guys down there, and um, they haven't really added much that I can think of. So. Yeah, I could see him leaving. San Jose is well, well out of the hunt by now, and I, what's Thornton's what? Forty-one. I think he's forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't have too many years left. I could see him just. I could see him leaving, making a run for it with another team, maybe play next season, and then hang him up. But I, I say if he goes somewhere and then and wins it, I say he calls it. There's I no would reason. if I'm in. Yeah, that's the best way to give out. So the last one we had here was Tyson Berry, which um, trade rumors went around when Babcock got fired. They were pretty high. Everyone was talking about him moving. Then it all settled down, and then after last night. After how poorly Toronto's, Toronto played, they're saying sell everybody. And the number one name that can be moved is Tyson Berry. I say nothing happens. You say Vancouver. Why? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They're also one of those teams that are in the hunt. It's the, that really close Pacific. And I think he's a decent – I think he's a three-mil contract. So, I don't know. The number one team mentioned has been Vancouver for Tyson Berry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'd fit in decently well, but I don't know. He's one of those hard ones. 
it just depends. It depends what Toronto wants to do because I feel like everyone's still fed up from last night when you lose yeah. by three to a Zamboni driver. But I don't know. Let them cool off and figure it out. It's kind of what the Penguins. It's kind of what some of the Pens fans are saying now. Where let's just, you know, trash the whole team and you know lose three games and world's over. But we'll see. Yeah, it'd be an emotional response. Yeah, that it's probably what it is. I say he stays. Um, nothing else really more to say about hockey. I think that's it for now. I think definitely next time it's going to be we're going to have some more interesting drop. <laughs> um. MLB, just a couple things that have happened. Um, just today, I think it was Brian Dozier, former All-Star, I think, great second baseman for uh, Minnesota Twins, who's with the Dodgers. He signed in San Diego with the San Diego Padres. Uh, pretty cheap deal, from what I remember, and kind of helping with a uh, with a young infield already. I think it's a good deal. He's veteran presence into a very young team. I think he'll do fine. What are your thoughts? It's a, it's a minor league deal. Yeah, so, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think he'll he'll uh, earn a spot in the spring training? He might. I don't know. I, spring I think spring training, you kind of give everyone to go though. That's just kind of how it works. I I think I think he'll earn a spot. I think that that team that team has their young stars, but other than that, I can't think of anyone who would fit like a have a better like be a better bench infield guy than Dozier. True. I don't know. See how see how he fits in with the guys. In spring training. Baseball is one of those weird sports, though, where it's really hard to predict. Yeah, it's a lot of randomness. But I feel like hockey. baseball is significantly harder just because of how the sport works. But Do you want to talk about this next one? Yeah, the glorious, the Rays possibly having a split season between Montreal and Tampa for yep. the 2022 season. That's been the rumor, yeah. And it, this this all came out in December, but more things have been coming out about it recently. It seems to be – I thought it was a joke. It seems to be more real. I don't know. I, I just – I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the split part of it. I wouldn't really care if they just said we're going to pack up and go straight to Montreal. So be it. But I, I just don't see how from like a fan base – how you could possibly support this either or because you basically have this thing of like, all right, we're not good enough here. So we're going to pack it up and go try to, you know, make some money somewhere else with a city that doesn't have a team. And then the real question is what half of the season do you play where? Um, do you start spring in Florida? Cause it's going to be cooler and then go finish it off in uh, Montreal or how will that work? Well, it could also be said for the other way. Well, no, because well, they play indoors either or, so it doesn't matter. Because Montreal's I guess, but I mean, indoors. I'm just saying, like, is Montreal they're going to be? What what would the stadium even be? They have a stadium. It's where the um indoors or outdoors. It's it's indoors. Both of them are both Tampa's. That's uh, kind of crap. I don't know. Well, I, if I, I just would... packed up and left, I say that's best bet, just because it's it's. It's just like a relocation. But I, I, was, I was doing some like researching on it, and I think that they're contractually obligated to spend until 2027. It was it like um, they're supposed to play some games at Tropicana Field in Tampa. So there might be some legal problem there with why they can't like fully leave. I think this is a transition thing to where they're gonna play half of them 
half of them Montreal, half of them Tampa. And then eventually, by the time whenever that lease is up or whenever their obligation is up, they're, they're, they're building a fan base in the time being, and then they're just going to full-on go to Montreal. Tampa, I the problem is – I don't think the problem is Tampa. The problem is that it's in St. Petersburg, and it's not in downtown Tampa. You can't yeah, – it's, 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 it's a lot harder to get to. The same, argument, the, the same argument can be made for Arizona. The Yotes. Yeah, and that's been they an play argument. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and and the Ottawa Senators. They don't. I don't know. I don't I just don't Ottawa. know. I don't know if Montreal is the right move for them though, because the Nationals are in Washington for a reason. Yeah. But I don't know. This is also many decades later. We'll I, see. I guess. I don't hate it, but. I don't know. I, I just don't like this. I don't like the split aspect of it. I don't think it gets fair to the fans. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that's that's fair. That that's a that's a fair assessment. I'd say. It's it's that and isn't uh, the race home stadium kind of a dump? So. Yeah, I've I've always wanted to go there. That, uh, yeah, I'm just like, do do you kind of want out of that so you don't have to deal with renovations and crap or? But you can't I don't know. You be, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me renovations are more expensive than a mo- t- moving an entire franchise. I mean, no, but you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, you wonder if, like, Tampa Bay's, if, if they know that they're leaving, if they're going to be like, all right, to heck with you. We're just going to basically abandon the freaking place because I don't know who could possibly take their place. Like, in that arena, so it's just going to turn into an absolute dump for the next, like, five years, but we'll find out. I guess so. More to come. Yep. Um... The next one, it's just something quick I wanted to brush, uh, to brush over, was um, obviously everyone's talking about the Astros. Yeah, still. the glorious Astros. They can't get enough of this stuff, can they? And It um, never ends. It never ends with this freaking team. It just seems it, like every it, – it's like every week it's just something more. Yeah, and uh, the quietest star ever in professional sports history, guy who never speaks, Mike Trout, was uh, talking about how much of an embarrassment it is and uh, how, like, what they did wasn't right. The punishment's not, like, doesn't fit the crime. And I agree with him. I'm still sticking with – I'm still sticking with what I said next week. You dethrone them. That's the only real punishment there. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I'd love that, but I just don't – Oh, no, I don't see it happening either, especially with how commissioners handled the the entire situation. But it's almost like – because this is like a slap on the wrist. So it's almost like, you know, we caught you. Well, you know, it, it, it's a joke. You're hurting their their front office, and that's it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't hurt it, those It's guys. It's almost like they're condoning cheating. But they're just doing something because they have to, even though it's an absolute joke and no one agrees with it. But I don't know. I don't think the league's handled this very well at all. I, it all. seems like from what I get out of it, everyone that isn't an Astros fan wants them dethroned. Yeah. Even even the players, even the guys who – like baseball's always been a traditionalist. Like go to the ball field, do your job, stay quiet. Don't. It's not about you. It's about the team, that kind of thing. Very traditionalist. But you've got guys speaking out about it, which is great. Bo Bichette. Uh, from Toronto, Justin Turner, then the biggest star in the league, Mike Trout, who never says anything. He doesn't do a ton of endorsements. He doesn't talk to the media and say anything controversial. This guy goes out and says it. 
you know you have no control over your league as commissioner, as Rob Manfred, whenever your star is uh, saying like, yeah, you did a bad job and this you, something needs to be done. You're not doing something right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're him, you just need to sit back and shut up and figure something out. Because it seems like this has just been statement after statement after statement, and then it just it just doesn't end. Because there's, there's something being revealed every single week, and then who was it? The Yankees said that they cheated or something in one of their World Series. So uh, I just think at some point you either have to give up and move on, because you can't really punish stuff in the past if you never caught it. Yeah, but they caught it. Like, yeah, that's what I mean, they caught it, but then you have other teams in – I'm sure more than one team has done this, but they got they're, caught. They're still doing the uh, Boston investigation because Alex Cora was uh, left Houston and then the next season went went to Boston, managed them, and won them a World Series. So they're still investigating Boston to see if they did any wrongdoing. I don't want to speculate on that because we don't know. But for it doesn't, for fact, it doesn't matter. Yeah, for fact, we know Houston did this. It's terrible. And uh, your star player is against you, Rob Manfred, so nice. Um, only other thing that came out of MLB was spring training. Spring started. training started this week. Got That's kind games. of fun to see, yeah. Yeah, you went uh, – I did. I went to the went. I went to the Braves game last year whenever they played in Disney, but that's no more. Yeah, they moved. Yeah. I'm in Daytona. I think the closest one's Lakeland, but I don't think it's going to line up with schedules, so – who, uh, what team plays in Lakeland? I I want to say it's the Tigers. Oh, nice. But there's all everyone's West Coast. Everyone's, yeah, I, I've noticed Everyone's that. out near Tampa Bay. I think like Saint Petersburg, Tampa Bay has like four teams or something. Yeah, and Bradenton is just south of that. Yeah, everyone's out there. So I don't know. It was fun. It's definitely a lot more laid back. It it has more of a more of like a high school game vibe, if anything. But I don't know. It was fun. I'd like to go someday, but um, yeah, they're you know they're just getting started. It's good. It's good to see that's getting that we're uh, getting going, and uh, not much more to say about it. Just uh, let's get the season going, boys. Yep. Now over to professional football. Um, Steelers uh, tweeted out a video of Big Ben Roethlisberger throwing again. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's good news. But the season just ended, so it's like it was bound to happen at some point. Yeah, a lot of people were concerned, though, because a lot of people were saying that they thought his career was in jeopardy or he just wasn't going to play hey, next year. It's, it's like that every time one of these star guys get hurt, is it not? Well, when they're that old. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the NFL media is almost the worst with this stuff. Whenever you have one of those older guys getting hurt, it's like, oh, no. World's over, then, you know, yeah, it's like it never even happened. Considering it was an arm injury and, um, you know, like he was out, he missed an entire season because of it. It's good yep. seeing him throw. It's good seeing him out there. Um, it was in a gymnasium, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't out there like running, like running plays or anything. But he's throwing. It's good to see. A lot of people were seeing pictures of him out and about, and he was like, uh, he's overweight. I think he gained some weight. Got a real big beard now. So people were concerned about where like where he was thinking about football wise, but yeah. But yeah, that's um that's that about Big Ben. Super Bowl was like a couple weeks ago. Let him do his thing. He'll be ready by the season. I don't know. Yeah. This was like a couple months before preseason. Start to worry, but he'll, he'll, he knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next big thing that came out of football was um, I think their CBA's up. I don't know when it is, but I, I'm guessing next season or the season after. And a lot of players are speaking out about it. J.J. Watt, there's a proposed one from the NFL. And um, it included basically a reformatting of the playoffs to where instead of six teams in each conference going to the playoffs, it would be seven. And instead of the first and second seed teams going getting a first round by, it'd just be the first round. I mean, the first seed team getting a uh, first round by. And uh, a lot of players were speaking out against it. J.J. Watt was like uh, hard hard pass on the new CBA, the proposed CBA. So, and there might be lockout. We don't know. They've uh, they've done that before uh, in a couple different leagues. But uh, if this CBA was in place this season. Just for reference, the um, Kansas City Chiefs would have been playing the Steelers, the Delvin Hodges, uh, Devlin Hodges, Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round. And then Green Bay would have played the Rams. So would have been an interesting little thing. I don't I don't know. I don't say I don't I, I don't necessarily like it. The NFL doesn't have that many teams anyway. And if you were to do this, almost half the teams are getting into the playoffs. And that I just that's not how sports should work. Well, it's basic. Well, in hockey, over half the teams get in. I mean, yeah, but it's like you're going to have 500 teams, and you could possibly get a couple under 500 teams making the playoffs. Yeah. That's kind of a joke. I mean, hockey's been like that, though, for a while. And yeah, but hockey's too. different. Hockey's yeah. a seven-game series. This is a one-and-done deal, but... That's fair. That's fair. I don't um, know. I don't like it. I, I, I just... I don't... I don't think that it, if you're an under 500 team or you're just like an average, barely skim through the season, you should make the playoffs. Like I, I don't think the Steelers should have made the playoffs last last year. Yeah, God no. <laughs> like that was an absolute train wreck at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of trains, shout out to Dylan Rossman, but you know. <laughs> you better be listening. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Anyways, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of time before anything, any of that actually becomes implemented. Yeah. So I don't think it's a big deal. Um, another I thing. I think the best thing that's happened in, to the NFL this season is the good old Greg Robinson from <laughs> the Browns. 157 pounds of weed in duffel bags. Faces 20 years in prison. Only in Cleveland. Like, only does a Cleveland guy manage to do this. Yeah, he by the border of uh, Mexico, te- yeah, uh, Mexico they, and Texas. They found him at El Paso. the Sierra Blanca checkpoint station where a U.S. Border Patrol canine alerted to the vehicle. 157 pounds, though. That's like wow. a lot of weed. He's done. I, I don't know what the heck he's thinking, but like 157 pounds. In a lot of cases... If you have, like, uh, weed on you, you can say, like, just the bigger charge isn't possession. It's intent to sell. So a lot of but cases, you like, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I had no That's a whole legal sell. thing, but in They're, all fairness, it's going to be kind of hard to get out of the intent to sell thing with 157 freaking pounds. Yeah, there, there, there's no way you can rationalize, oh, that 157 pounds is for me. I was smoking it. No way, yeah. dude. You were selling that, and you were smuggling that somewhere. Because you were down by the border. I don't know if you brought it from Mexico or if you were taking it to Mexico. I don't know what your idea was. 
but that guy's in trouble. And he was a second yeah, overall pick. Yeah, that was you... kind of entertaining. It's still kind of funny, though. I mean, it is out of Cleveland, and it is the Browns. And I, the the Browns are the ultimate meme of almost any sports team in any league. So it's kind of comical. But I don't know. It hurts the Browns, but in all fairness, they've just been getting hurt for the past. I don't think I can count that high. So, you know, it is what it is. Since Jim Brown left. Uh, yeah. Well, retired, I think. Anyways, um, only other NFL thing is that the Combine starting soon, the NFL it Combine. It starts this week. It's February 27th through Sunday, March 1st. I believe they said that they're going to have them all televised on the NFL Network, if I saw that correctly. Yeah, they've been doing that for a few years now. I remember I stayed Yeah, but I think they're putting the whole thing now. Because I didn't think in years past it was the entire thing. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I can't speak it to starts that. It starts the 27th. And um, so that's Thursday. I saw um, we we didn't have this written down, but I saw that Antonio Brown is going to be at the combine talking mm, to teams. Great. So he's going to make this his little publicity stunt and try to get back in the league. So a, we'll see if anything comes out of that. Players. Now this last part, it's pretty deep, but this I'm one, you, this one, I'm going to let you go with this. Yeah, this I'll, I'll take this one story. over. So the the good old Great American Race Daytona 500. It was supposed to be Sunday. Um, we got rained out. Didn't really work out. Had uh, President Trump came in with Air Force One, did the flyover, had a couple Thunderbird flyovers. Everything was great. You know, weather doesn't cooperate, gets moved to Monday. Monday comes around, I get tickets to the um, to the race. Great race. I'll give them to you. They really fought for it. We had quite a few lead changes. Quite a couple wrecks at the end, but, but I don't think I, I think there were like three of them, but it was nothing like really out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Kind of what you expect, but um, yeah, last lap, checkered flag. They're within a couple hundred feet of the finish line, and um, yeah, Ryan Newman was in the number six car, I believe. Flipped onto his roof. And then got hit by another car, driver's side, 200 miles an hour. He went airborne and skidded on his roof for a pretty good distance. I was in the stands right by where that happened. I watched the whole thing. And, yeah, the it, from, it, it, it's just like you, you don't experience anything like that in really any other sport, to be completely honest. Because Denny Hamlin won the thing. But it's almost like if you were on that half of the track, you didn't really care because you never got out of the car. Newman yeah. stayed in the car, and it's 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 one of those things where it's like Hamlin wins, and then he's celebrating, and then it's like you look down the track at the exit of where the pits are. The car's upside down. It caught on fire. I actually have the video on my phone because I recorded the finish. It's 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 it's, it's pretty sickening. It's just the fact that I was there and it was right by me. I mean, it 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 hits. It, it's weird because like there's no other sport where you're like, you know, wow, that's fine, or you know, I was just a normal like player or whatever. The dude was on his roof and skidded for it, it was far. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video, but he, it he went a good distance, but he didn't get out of the car. 
went to Halifax Medical Center in Daytona, which thankfully is like across the street down the road. It's not yeah. far. Mm-hmm. So they didn't. They never gave an update on him until I believe. I want to say it was later that night. He was listed in serious condition, but non life threatening. So at least he's still alive. And then I think it was less than 48 hours later, he walked out with his two daughters, one in each hand, walked out of the hospital. And the only thing he managed to escape with is he has a minor head injury, and that is it. So, yeah, what a series of events. I mean, the dude's really lucky to be alive. I, I was going to say, I, I didn't see it live because, admittedly, I'm not a big racing fan. Yeah. And unless I'm there, because when I was there, I was like, you know, I was the biggest NASCAR fan alive. But whenever I saw the uh, replay, because I was on Twitter and I saw like, I, like pretty much as it was happening, uh, I thought he was dead. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was there. And when you're there, it is a completely different experience. Like, you know how it is. Like, you watch it on TV and it's like, you know what I mean? They make it like a normal sport. Whereas if you're there, it, it's completely different. The atmosphere is completely different. It, it was weird because the people down the first down because the the uh, the stands are huge. Yeah. So like if you're on one half, you don't even see it. If you're on the like the eastern half of the stadium, you don't even see it because it's that big. Yeah. But then if you're on where I was, I was to the to the west of like where the finish line was. He, I mean, he, the dude skidded by on fire, sparks flying out of the top of the car. It, it was nuts. I no one wanted to say it, but I, I think a lot of people were like. This isn't good, because now, mind you, you had Dale Earnhardt. Yes, yeah. And I That's think that was, what, of, that was, what, 20 years ago? Something like that? Yeah, at least. But, yeah, it was scary. Because normally they just, you know, hop right out, fire puts them out, but it, it, they had everything. They surrounded the car. It wasn't good. The worst thankfully, part. God. Thankfully, he's alive. I mean. Definitely. Wow. What a series of events. The worst part of that crash um like visually like watching the slow motion and everything is as he's flipped i don't know whose car it was someone hit some driver's side as he's that upside down that's, in the that's end. what would have done that's if he were if we were to have not made it that's what was going to do it because I that thought that's was going like 200 bottles an hour pedal to the metal for the finish i mean that guy's giving it all he has yeah. so but thank but thankfully the staff at the uh, Halifax Medical Center. Yeah, he made it in that in the new like safety and the new safety like implementations they have, but Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. props to them. Crazy definitely. finish, wild finish. I had a great time other than that. It was it was definitely an experience. Barstool Sports was down here, so I had, uh Portnoy, so that was kinda of fun. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It's definitely a pretty cool experience. I'd recommend it. I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but it's like once you're there it's completely different. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's the same thing with, um, like, I've been to Italy a few times. I'm not religious, but whenever I step into, like, Vatican City, I'm like, oh, this is, this is interesting. Well, look at this. You know, like, when you're, when you're somewhere of some, of such importance, it doesn't matter if you're interested in it in your normal life. You, you get, you get the, the feeling of it and you're a part of something that's bigger than, big, bigger than you are. And that's what Daytona is. Daytona is the, is the Vatican City of racing? It's pretty the much. Center of it all. I mean, this is it. This is the. It's the made. It's the Great American Race for the reason. But so yeah, happy, happy at a good time. Happy that Ryan Newman's still alive. Yeah, he's, that, that was rough. That, that was not good. But um, let me see. I saw something else here. 
Um, just to end on a lighter note, just so we don't end on. Uh, yeah, on don't that. don't. Yeah, we need to come up with something. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, ending but, on uh, some dude barely surviving was yeah. Well, the well, I, I just got a notification. All the news has been breaking while we've been re- been recording this. Nothing happened beforehand. Uh, the Minnesota Wild will be uh, hosting the Blues next year for the Winter Classic. They knew oh, really? they knew they knew it was going to be in Minnesota, but they didn't know who they're going to be playing. So they're going to be playing the Blues. So it's going to be Minnesota. That's kind of sick. That'll be a good game. I, I'm excited to see an outdoor game in Minnesota. I it's think tar- if I think field. if someone deserves it, that's where it needs to be. And I also. Um, Side note, just this week, earlier this week, I think Carolina is going to host the stadium series, but they don't know against who yet. So Carolina gets an outdoor I, I'd game. I'd love to see Toronto. I would love to see Toronto. Oh, with yeah. Can you start the emergency goalie. <laughs> yeah, start David Ayers. Yeah, that man deserved yeah. it. Props to him too. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's we're an hour in. I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. All I right. think we'll call it call it quits for this episode. Um, um, if you guys like the episode, we have a Twitter. It is at the unit report. And then you um, and I tweet us I comments. Twitters. Yeah, exactly. At Lucas um, Wester, uh, the way it sounds, and then at Troy. What, what is yours? Uh, yeah, just go. Just go at the unit report. That's that's the easiest thing to do. We retweet a bunch of sports stuff all the time. So if you have any comments, concerns, Troy- questions, you know, DM us whatever. We'll talk about it. And uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're going places. I apply. I applied us to what did I? Say? I was um, iHeart, and what was the other one? I don't remember. I applied to a couple different places, so hopefully we'll be in more places. It'll be easier easier to find us. Um, I can't What's our it? email? Because I can't people email us too. Yeah, it's it's theunitreport at gmail dot com. But I feel like easiest is Twitter. Is it all one word? Yeah, the so unit word, report. The unit report at gmail.com. Correct. And then, but Twitter's easier. Either our, uh, the podcast uh, Twitter, at the unit report, or at Lucas Wester, that's me. And then yours is at Troy Kopik, both the way they, they're spelled in the podcast. So find us there. And uh, I think that's it. That's all right, all. that'll work. Thanks for turn, tuning in to turning. Oh, I can't speak. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition. Or, well, yeah, I guess this episode. Maybe. Hopefully not the week. Hopefully we'll afford something. But, we'll yeah, thanks. Yeah, we'll try. See how it goes. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, tweet us your comments, emails, whatever. Um, yeah, thoughts, comments, any sports news or any, anything you guys feel like we should bring up. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. We'll see, see you.